DDDS Custom. Internet, you're listening to the DDDS cast. That's the 3DS cast because you know we're cool with the puns like that. Um, in fact, uh, I have the man who came up with such the pun with, with me today. That his name is Lewis. Uh, hello. You can thank me later, people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and I've also got with me a guy called Chris. Say hi. Good day. Good day, listeners. And <laughs> now you know how to say hello in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact for your internet. So, um, my name is Andrew, and you may recognise us for, from certain other internet games podcasts, but the, the chances are you probably don't. So, I guess, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know you know by now this is, this is a podcast all about the 3DS, but I guess we should do some introductions, right? Definitely. Uh, well, so Chris, since you're quick on the uptake, why don't you start us off first? Why don't you tell us uh, who you are, why you are, tell us about uh, what kind of games you like, you know, that kind of thing? Okay, okay, so... I'm Chris. Why I am, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm really. Uh, you, you also know me as Meta Knight. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mainly play Nintendo. In fact, I only really play Nintendo games. Uh, only really had handheld consoles. My first main um, console, like house console, should I say, uh, was a Xbox, and then I got a Wii when that came out. I've had Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, DS, general stuff like that. Um, you, got the, you got the Game Boy Advance before the Game Boy Color? Yeah. <laughs> no, really? I no. <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a Game Boy, and I'm not sure. I think I, I don't think I had a Game Boy Color. I was a, I was a deprived, well, I shouldn't say deprived. Yeah, seriously, you did not miss out on much. Game Boy Color, you know. How did you play Pokemon Gold and Silver? I don't think I think I borrowed that off a friend. See, I remember I, I remember playing starting Gold and Silver on on a black and white, and then finishing it on a color, and I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what kind oh, of I I, in fact, I don't. I didn't get a color till. In fact, I was right. I didn't get a color till after a Game Boy Advance. Um, there you go. I only I only ever had. Um, but you do realize that the Game Boy Advance can play. Stone. The Game Boy Advance can play Game Boy Color games. Yeah, no, it's just because I'm a collector. Not that, not there's something weird. It's like the micro can't or something like that. Yeah, the micro, the, the micro's cool. I, like I guess it's because in the micro you've got that certain screen size, so they can't they can't change the resolution. Yeah, the micro is. Ah, good. that's a good point actually, because it would just be so small, it wouldn't even be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be funny. Whereas at this part, yeah, the point is, it's it's kind of so small, it's funny, but. Yeah. So Chris, that was a good. It'd be like playing on a watch. <laughs> so, uh, Lewis, why don't you give us your little introduction then? Well, pretty much the same as Chris. Got all the same systems as except swap the Xbox for a PS2, and I now have a PS3 as well. So, um, yeah, I'd say probably at the end of the day, overall, like in terms of like average, I probably prefer handheld games to console games. Really? My favorite, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Favorite games are not on. Like, you know, they're not on handheld, I'd say, but they, you know, yeah, if I was to average out, my Metacritic would, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, would I would prefer, yeah. Lewis Metacritic.com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
<laughs> so it's my scores. Like, like these other two, I'm also a big Nintendo fanboy. I mean, we are doing a 3DS dedicated podcast, but um, I also like Wait, some what? of the, the old Sega stuff as well. In fact, my first system was a Mega Drive. But the, no, the, but the very first games console or game playing machine I had was a Game Boy Pocket, and oh, that's sweet. Well, Game Boy Pockets are awesome. But, What's um, a Game Boy Pocket? Is that like a black and white, but but it's, size and it's color? The, yeah. It's black and white. Is that white the Pokemon one? No, it's they're like black and they're black and white, but the the actual Game Boy they get them in all different colors. So there's like blue, red, and whatever, and it's they're they're much smaller than the big chunky thing. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had the big chunky thing. So wow. they're like it's like if you took a Game Boy Color and you know how it kind of like the Game Boy Color kind of comes out at the back where the batteries are. If you smooth that whole bit off, it's just like a big. They actually look really really nice. Game Boy Pockets mm. are awesome. I must get one. So <laughs> to so, eBay. <laughs> So, yeah, I had a Game Boy Pocket. I kind of had a Game Boy Color, but I think the only game I had for it was Pokemon Crystal, so that was kind of a waste. Um, yeah, I only really had Pokemon games for my handheld systems going up. And I skipped straight on to That's the awesome. Game Boy Advance SP. Got that on launch day. Got a DS on launch day. SP's and awesome, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah, SP is awesome, yeah. Like, it's which small, t- and you could you could drop kick it off a building and it would still pop <laughs> well. <laughs> which DS games did you, you get on launch? Just a random question. Oh, uh, for the SP, it was Sonic Advance 2. It was the game I got oh. on launch for SP. What about for DS? What about for DS? DS, uh, Mario 64. Rayman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got WarriorWare and oh, Mario 64. Yeah. I, see, what happened with me is I didn't even know the DS was coming out at that point. I just showed you how much I knew back then. Yeah. And um, and I was in Madrid, and it just came out like a, a couple of weeks ago, and I bought it, and I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this existed. So I just yeah. play, I just played Metroid Prime Hunters, the demo version. Oh god, yeah. And then when I got back, I bought Rayman on DS because yeah. that's like the only game I could see. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really like like the first like awesome game I got from a DS was probably Animal Crossing, I'd say. Like, and that was that was like the first time I'd ever actually like read a review and followed its advice oh god yeah yeah and, and it made and i was like my goodness they were right and that's when it all started <laughs> yeah well uh i got i only found out about the ds because i played it at dixon's on launch day and then i was just like well i have to get one <laughs> so you sent me there and got me one because i was spoiled like that and uh, then i played it for, like ever and ever and then i got bored of it because you know you always go for those little phases where you stop playing games mm-hmm. and then it was on my birthday and I got brain training came out on the same day, and I bought my mom got me brain training, and, and then I got back into my DS, and then I got an Nintendo magazine. Which <laughs> like a brain training. training. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's totally Bloody strange. <laughs> but it got me playing my DS again, and then I got Animal Crossing, and then I got loads of other games, and I got Nintendo, Nintendo. magazines. Nintendo. I was actually following the DS from the minute it was announced at E3. Like I remember seeing it. To begin with, and uh, they had the whole in the Mario Kart screens, and they had that that Sonic game, which was basically Sonic running a straight line, except you run you rub the screen as uh, fast as you possibly could, and I thought it looked awesome because I love Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that was a long time. I remember, I remember like seeing you at Christmas, and you just got Mario Kart, and yeah, Alec yeah. had just got Kirby, and and they were both awesome. So it's thanks to brain training that I'm here today. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. If if I had bought brain training for my birthday, I doubt I'd have played my DS again much. There you go. 
But anyway, so, so that's our individual uh, introductions done, but we should probably do an overall introduction for the podcast. I mean, basically, we're just going to do a, a 3DS podcast, much in the vein of the other podcast which we do, which is basically we'll talk about the games that we're playing, stuff that we're interested in, do a bit of news, and then I think in this one we can maybe like each week try and tackle a tackle a topic uh, up for discussion. I've got I've got one for later on today, so I'll pick yeah. your brains a little bit later on. But so why don't we? Since we've uh, we are obviously incapable of playing 3DS games at the moment. <laughs> why don't Hang on, I have played a 3DS. Oh my god, really? No. <laughs> We do we yeah, do know plenty of people who we do know plenty of people on Twitter though who have managed to go to the the preview event so we'll see if we can uh, rope one of them into coming on the podcast next time yeah, with some proper hands on opinions but um for, for now why don't we just start with some with some general news I mean there's loads of stuff uh, uh coming out of the 3ds the last couple of weeks and loads of stuff to speculate about so does anyone have a good place to start I think we should discuss the price and release date news that um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, that's, that's definitely the main one, I think. Yeah, yeah. so why don't you give us a little down on that? Exciting stuff, yeah. Okay, so um, it was a couple of days ago, wasn't it? And Nintendo made an announcement of an announcement. And, <laughs> I, you know, I just hate it when they do... I hate it when companies do that, do you know what I mean? I when they it. announce that they're going to announce something. And um, basically all they said is, 29th of September, we're giving you a date and a price for the 3DS. And did they say whether it was... Japan only, or did they say it was worldwide? Um, to begin with, the initial things were coming out saying it was Japan only, but it turned out that that was a mistranslation. That it was it was going to be the worldwide details given on the yeah. 20th of September. And um, then that's spawned off a lot of whole thing, like more news articles and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, go on, carry on. Well, sorry, the one I've got, which continues on from that, is it's a representative from Nintendo UK. Did you did you hear about that? Go on. So yeah. it was so. This is, this is a guy from uh, Nintendo UK called James Honeywell, and his quote was basically he he says, "Price, we haven't made any kind of announcement at the moment, but for uh, uh, everyone who who already knows, you know, the Nintendo DSi is available for around 129.99. The Nintendo DSi XL is a, around 159.99. So obviously, it's going to fit kind of somewhere within that kind of architecture, is what he said. Yeah. So. So he says kind of, and you know. Yes, he does. No, seriously. Uh, yeah, this, 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 I don't know. But apparently he's that guy, apparently. What kind of illiterate scumbag <laughs> and you know in every sense. Oh no, there's not even an I mean like, like is another one, you know? Yeah, see, see, this is... If, if, <laughs> I, just, if, I didn't even do that on purpose. If you listen to um, uh, our other podcast, you'll know that we, we're, we're constantly on the I means and the you knows. But, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, like... Uh, Damn right, uh, like... that's all what it's about. <laughs> this is... <laughs> um, but yeah. if, he's, if he's saying... If he's comparing it to the, the DS prices which are available at the moment, I reckon... I mean, it's going to be more expensive than the DSi XL, I think, but I, I yeah. don't see it being more than 200 from, from no, that quote. I think it's going to be 200 exactly, that's my... Yeah, in I fact, can... 1999, yep. <laughs> and release date is going to be out for Christmas. All right, so why don't why don't we do this then? Why don't we each um, give our own little prediction then and we can we can see how it goes? So, well, Chris, where do you start? Yeah, so out for Christmas, 200 pounds. You can, you're not going it's to give gonna it... It's going to be... I'm going to... The, do you want the exact date that I think it's going to yes, be? Yes, I want an exact date. And bear, right, okay. think about think about release dates. Like you might want to look up a calendar. You know, it could be a Friday. I've got a calendar. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Um, I'm going for the third of December, and 
That is a Friday. That's a Friday. And it's going to be to one nine ninety nine. One nine nine ninety nine, yeah. So uh, pounds, yeah. Lewis, what about you then? Uh well it seems Seems it seems a very similar to the way they did the Wii. Like I'm I'm almost certain it was the twenty seventh of September or something they announced when it was coming out and the name and everything. Oh god, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Or or so yeah, and and because because I, I remember going off of my dial up connection and, and <laughs> find, finding out when it was happening. Back in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. No. I remember okay. O&M exploding. Here's here's a here's a here's a quick trivia question. Can anyone remember the release date of the Wii? Seventh. Eighth of uh, December. The eighth of December. I oh, was it was it Twilight Princess that came out on the seventh? That's what it was. It was something really strange like that. That, that Twilight Princess came out the day before, or at least it did. Really? It was. I think it did in Italy. That's probably what it was. Well, the eighth was a Friday, so it's probably. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. No, it's, 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 it's just Wikipedia. people breaking street dates. Well, here we go. What about the original DS? Can anyone remember this one? Here's one. 24th of March, wasn't it? I think it was the 25th. It was also Red Rose Day. Really? Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... But no, yeah, so... so, 8th of December 2006, yeah, I was right. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, so... So, definitely, I think it'll be, yeah, late late November, early December, so, yeah. You're going by the same logic. You would be shooting at about the 10th of December. Yeah. Which is also... Uh, Yeah, I mean... It, this I mean, I really didn't think it was going to come out this year, at least in in the UK. But this has kind of changed my mind. I mean, I mean, there's still the sort of small detail of Pokemon Black and White coming out. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's too close for them to announce a date for it not to be this year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So why I. would they announce Why would they announce a date for the next thing? But it's coming out 20th of March 2011. Yay! Well, <laughs> Matt. But, but uh, well, yeah, on you go. So I'm sorry, you go. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So in terms of pricing, I think it, I think it will be at the very most 200. Like the thing yeah. is, I get the sense they could charge less than that, but people have got this mentality that, um, oh, if it's more than 200, I won't buy it. So then, if it is 200, nobody's ever going to complain. You see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they could put it at 190 or something like that, but people will pay 200. Whereas is anyone? Won't. Does anyone mind paying two hundred? Do you mind paying two hundred for me? Do you have a problem? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> what What's the most you'd pay for it? Like, I'd I three hundred for it. That's, no, that's I wouldn't. I would go two fifty, but I would be expecting. I'd go two fifty. I'd as be well. expecting a pack and game at two fifty. It's the sort of thing that, like, yeah, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be chuffed about it, but I'd still want it. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, well, I I think, I think Nintendo would be able to get away with charging like some ridiculous like 300 pounds for it. i don't know i don't know well, they've never done that before they've nintendo have always uh, everything their cheap, philosophy yeah. has been affordable so yeah but um so my oh. guess would be i'm, I'm going to be a bit more specific i i'm going to shoot for 179.99 i don't know why it's same just, price as the wii oh well that's, that's a good point same price as the wii day one yeah okay that that, that, that gives me a kind of <laughs> I, I i I was looking at the dates there. The 29th is actually a Wednesday, so they they couldn't, in theory, do the whole thing. But I I could see them going the Apple route with this, and being like, "Oh, it's coming out next week." No, no, no. The only problem with that being is you would need obviously need launch games. And but that's yeah, exactly. Why. They haven't shown. I mean, 
Everything yeah, at any was, game. A, was a tech demo. Like, yeah. everything was. And I know they could probably whip something up, but... Well, I mean, the closest thing, surely, is Kid Icarus. I mean, you've got to... I mean, surely Kid Icarus is going to be a launch game for the 3DS. I, th- I think they actually confirmed that, didn't they? <laughs> the 3DS <laughs> podcast does not know <laughs> Kid Icarus is a, is a launch I mean, game. it's definitely... De- <laughs> yeah, you're going to read this on, like, Go Nintendo, aren't they? Yeah, it's definitely the, 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 the most... Um, the most, it seems the most like a game at the moment, but... Right, so, okay, well, but, if I, I... still, I mean, I still think they do need... I don't think they can, they're ready to launch it in, you know, I mean, if, if that was true, we're, we're talking, that would be them launching, like, just over a month at this point. That's a good point, actually. Well, okay, I think, if, and, I think if Nintendo was Apple, then I think, you, I think you'd be right. But, it's um, all right for Apple. Apple don't have to make games. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's already twenty. The market in the market. The thing about the Apple stuff as well is it's always it's always the next iPhone or the next iPod. So everyone already knows what they're yeah. coming in I for. Yeah, I think it was so awesome at the end of that new. Apple conference. Do you know which? I don't know if you know which one I mean. And they announced the iPod Nano, and then they said it's up now. Yeah, they do that all the time. <laughs> no, just, yeah, we just went to stores and went and got one. It was great. But um, right. So well, in which case I'm gonna uh, change my prediction. I'm gonna go for the whole Wii philosophy. So I'm gonna go. 179 on December the 10th. Yeah, it has to be just around a month before Christmas. Yeah. Gives people a chance to buy it before Christmas. And I'm sort of thing that could vary. I mean, it really would be a thing for Christmas, and it would probably be quite difficult to find after but, a couple of weeks. I mean, remember the Christmas to get one, or would you buy one first up? Uh, yeah. You know, I've never day bought one, a console day one, so I probably would. You've never, I've oh, man. I've I've, I've bought a. Uh, no, the Wii Day One, the DS Day One, and the SP Day One. I got the Wii for Christmas, and I remember it was absolute hell for a month to get it. I bought I bought the Wii Day One, but I didn't play it till Christmas. Does that count? Why? Because uh, it was a Christmas present. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember going to Game Station to get it on launch day and uh, having it taken away from me. <laughs> Mom. See, I just remember my mum didn't realise how difficult it would be to find, so she didn't buy it on launch, and then she kind of panicked at the end. And I wasn't at home for Christmas, so I got home and like like the next like uh, the the my first day back at school when I got back it was there, like it arrived in the post. So. And my friend came round and we played Raving Rabbits till the end. Oh, Raving Rabbits <laughs> was such a great game, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you awesome. know the, the the only time I ever recall playing a game for more than five hours straight. Is Rayman Raving Rabbits, and I really never ever do that. But we did it. We did do that once, and it was amazing. Twelve hours in a row on Smash Brothers. Oh my god! I don't go outside. So um, so I mean, I go. We were talking about um, launch games. What we expected to be there for launch, and we, I mean, we were assuming Kid Icarus, but um, I've got I've got a killer launch game for you. Yes. And you're gonna all blow your minds when Uh you hear it. Nintendogs. Plus cats. It's a launch <laughs> game. Calling it now. Yeah, it would I, make sense. I, it? I would sell it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can tell. <laughs> How long can it take to add some cats into a game? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. They haven't shown the cats yet. That's that's the thing that worries me. I mean, it, like, <laughs> I mean, it's Nintendo plus cats. They haven't. Sh- no, but you know what I mean. If they're gonna, I mean, they have to make have this game ready, and they haven't even started with the cats yet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They could just. I can't wait it. for this. I can't wait for the sequel, Nintendogs plus cats plus hamsters. <laughs> plus dead hamsters. Yeah, plus Nintendogs plus cats plus hamsters plus goldfish. 
Yeah, I mean that would be their good, their their casual game, and then I get the sense that they'll do. They might have Ocarina of Time ready with the whole, you know, Mario 64 DS. Kind oh of. yeah, I can see that maybe. And and you know, what's the other one they're remaking? I just said you know. Um, Star Fox Pilot Wings. Yeah, Star Fox. And, and Mario Kart. What about Mario Kart? Well, it's not a remake, and I and Mario nah, Kart. they don't want, they don't want to blow their load. They don't. They don't need to put out that many because they'll just be stealing sales from themselves if they plus do it, that. Plus, if you look at um, the release of Mario Kart games, like in relation to the release date of the console, they're generally like a year or a, or a year yeah. to two years out. Like, yeah, the Mario Kart DS is a good year into the DS life cycle. Um, yeah. Mario Kart Wii was what a year and a half, and yeah, it was. Double Dash it was, was a year into GameCube, so. But I can tell you, however, two games which will not be in the the launch window for the 3DS because Capcom has confirmed that uh, neither they have no intention of uh, releasing neither Street Fighter 4 3D Edition or the currently titled Resident Evil Revelations in this physical year, which means or fiscal year, however you say it, um, which means that they won't be appearing on store shelves uh, until after April next year. Hmm. So there you go. Well, you never know, the 3DS might not come out until then. Yes, but... Yeah. It would be a sad world. It would but be yeah. a sad world. Yeah, well, I guess they're getting... Yeah, because again, those are just kind of prototypes. And that's that's what makes me, again, worry that they don't have anything ready. I mean, because yeah. it'd be a shame to... Because they do have, like, this sort of amazing... Or, like, one of the best sort of pre-launch lineups ever. Definitely. But it would be kind of... It would be a kind of a shame to just launch too early so that none of them are actually ready. Yeah, yeah. Because they, cause they yeah. kind of did that with the Wii, didn't they? Like, wasn't Smash Bros. and Galaxy supposed to be a launch title? And Metroid Prime 3 was supposed to be a launch title, I'm sure. And then yeah, all of that was. just went to hell and ended up <laughs> Years later, yeah. Those games came out, like, a year or two years even with Smash Bros. Yeah. But another thing they did with the Wii and... Uh, and with the DS as well, is they didn't have the online infrastructures ready for day one. Like the the DS, the first Wi-Fi game, it was Mario Kart, and as we just said, I mean Mario Kart didn't hit store shelves until about a year after. And the Wii it took, I mean, WiiWare wasn't even introduced until what a year into the cycle. So I mean, yeah. what do we think about what do we think about the 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 likelihood of them having their three their three DS um, online infrastructure set up? For launch launch day this time, do you think? Do you think surely in the age of Xbox Live and PSN, they're gonna have stuff ready? What do you think? I think they'll have it ready. This is Nintendo. Um, I I think just to go back to the um, 29th of September release date news. <laughs> Damn, I hate really sorry, segue. I'm, I'm sorry. Ah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they're going to announce the 3DS worth whatever the equivalent of that is there. I think that's yeah. I think they're going to show off that because uh, wasn't wasn't the whole thing like um, it wasn't their sort of spiel like three uh, like news that is or features that are not currently known by the public and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And things things that we don't know yet about it, not just the release date. I so, guess yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that would be nice. I mean, Virtual Console was ready on day one. Yeah, this so, is true. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, it's not certainly not beyond. I mean, more unlikely is that they'll actually be a game that supports it. Yeah, that's a good Again, point. it would make sense, but, I mean, because, I mean, let's think about Nintendo, if that's a launch game, well, Nintendo plus cats, they probably won't. I mean, I'm sure they probably will put some Wi Fi in, but it won't be, you know. It'll be some it sort of like, visitor thing, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Just be like, Dog. would you rather them wait until May, till March, and get like all this online stuff set up, or would you rather just have it for Christmas? Well, I'd rather they had it set up for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not beyond them. You know, no. if 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 they really set their mind to it, uh, I'm pretty sure they can they can get this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, so I you think were... how, I think this 3ds thing's been ready for ages. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean. I could... Yeah, on you go. Well, so, so you were talking about um, in the 29th of August announcing features that aren't known to the public yet, um, possibly related to like the online the stuff. That the, the, but um, one feature that they have they have kind of talked about um, over the last uh, week or so was 3DS Wear and its ability to do like kind of push notifications, much like the iPhone stuff. So yeah. it's like giving giving applications the ability to update themselves uh, automatically, uh, to download content automatically, and the other thing they talked about was actual advertising on the, well, you know, not so much in your face advertising, but like actually doing a decent job of letting the the public know what is available on the store, what what um, it'll it'll recommend you titles relative yeah. to your tastes that kind of thing like what you've played before. i definitely think they need to do that for the 3ds because it's such a pay like other than that weekly email that you, i don't know if you two get it but um the weekly email that i get from nintendo saying look what look what titles are out on uh nintendo <laughs> consoles today mm-hmm. and uh it's just like a couple of downloadable games but i think they actually need that iPhones like iPhone S system with the push, so it actually pushes it towards you. Like, you know, when I switch on my iPod and like I get tapped up notifications like download this new song. I think Nintendo needs to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, this is straight from the mouth of um, Iwata as well. So I mean, oh. chances are it's not just some random guy from the treehouse or whatever just <laughs> making <laughs> stuff up, which is what happens a lot. Not three guys on a Nintendo podcast talking. Uh, Kidikura is confirmed for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, this all depends on, like, their whole, you know, sort of connect to free Wi-Fi's automatically thing. Depends how well that works. Yeah, and definitely. I still think that's a really good idea, but... Yeah. Because, you know, because, let's face it, I mean, pretty much every cafe ever has free Wi-Fi at this yeah, point. Right. And, and if the system pass- is smart... passwords, though? Eh... Uh, McDonald, the McDonald's in in a uh, our local our local McDonald's needs a password. Mm. Remember, uh, you know, you know how intimidating it is to go ask people for your iPod to you for your Wi-Fi password. I remember <laughs> when remember when the DS Wi-Fi was uh, first announced. So um, Nintendo did the whole they had a whole promotion with McDonald's in particular. Like um, it was advertised as Nintendo One McDonald's collaboration, and they still do tons of stuff in Japan. With that. Yeah, well, I remember going to a McDonald's and I remember sitting outside in like with my DS and I was just trying to connect, but it needed a password. Yeah. I was like, screw it, I'm going home. I think <laughs> I could get some sort of Pokemon thing if I went there. All oh, right. Oh, I used to, I used to, I used to go down to to game and oh, I did check that. check Pokemon auctions and see there was an amazing deal and like run up home to to get the Pokemon and then come back and the deal was gone. Oh, uh, you, used to, you used to be able to download demos and stuff from the little kiosky things, didn't you? Yeah, I think you still do that. But the de- de- <laughs> well, people unplug the uh, switch off the plug because then they don't bother switching it back on, so the uh, charge just dies in it, and uh, they don't, they don't, then they don't work. Well, you get, there's a Nintendo channel for that now. Anyway. anyway, the point, yeah, the point is, if if they can 
if this sort of works and they can sort of simulate a kind of constantly connected um, environment, then that'd be very cool. Because let's face it, I mean, even if even if even if you're not, it doesn't work so well when you're out and about. It'd still be nice if you just opened your DS in the morning at home and you know a bunch of stuff and new stuff came in and yeah I mean it definitely does would allow them to to, to properly advertise it I think it's so clunky collect, connecting to Wi-Fi on the 3D on the normal DS like oh yeah have you, have you ever tried oh, yeah. Yeah. on the original yeah. DS it's awful on the DSi it's quite it's, it's okay I, I, I it's still it's still it's still not ideal though is it no it's, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's not it's not your uh it's not your uh, iPod experience or iPod Touch or iPhone, but I mean, compared to like, I have a I have a 3G phone, and compared to that, I'd much rather browse the internet on my DSi. It's just the case of finding Wi-Fi is much more difficult. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it just it just kind of makes a big deal about it, whereas it needs to stop and just needs to be, you know, kind of you need to needs to take it for granted that you're connected. It doesn't, yeah. You know, every time you turn off, it's not like, do you want to? check for new updates or... i mean i know and, and in this day and age i mean you're pretty much are i mean as you said within wi-fi range like all the time yeah i yeah. think like even i know i don't think nintendo would do this but like it needs to be like the ipod touch where it can like i go to my grandma's house it connects automatically i don't even know it's connecting to hers because just because i know a password it because it recognizes that. yeah well i mean yeah I think... it just needs that, that well the, the, yeah. the DSi already does that yeah no the ds does so, that if you if you save more than one connection then it will connect. It'll check for all three when it's connecting, and it'll connect to the one it can. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it I really doesn't. It's not that difficult. I think it's really. No, I mean, if it, it just if it can just like make confident it, about it because I mean, it, it yeah. was it was thing the E3. So, but um, any any other uh, bits of speculation or news in particular? I have blown my load. Yeah. Just going yeah, I don't. I don't really get the sense that they've got some kind of secret big feature left. To be honest. Yeah. What, what else do they need? Uh, to be honest. Yeah, I mean exactly. Like I can't really think. I mean they probably might show more how the whole whole kind of online infrastructure works in the sense that. Um, I definitely think they need to show that. I mean they've said there's do you think one. Go... <laughs> no. Do you think they'd go the whole way and do have just like built-in 3G or they co- I think they've said against that, haven't they? Yeah, but no, it's not going to happen at this point. I mean, yeah, I don't really think I don't think they need that necessarily. It'd be nice, but yeah. that would just be a subscription fee. Yeah, because they're not going to yeah, give 3G for free. They're just not. Well, here's here's one last question for you. Um, to end up the the, the news segment. Um, do you, do you do you like the do you like the way the the 3DS currently looks? Because there's been lots of kind of controversy. You know, I, I think it looks cool, but I mean, there's a lot of people out there who think they think it looks kind of ugly. I mean, what's your, what's your stance on it? I like the black one, but I hate. Oh, I really don't like the two colors. No, exactly. That's, I wish they went. No, I wish they went all the way with one color. So like the turquoise one, all turquoise rather than the black top. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure I'm sure they they will have full color ones, but um. It's actually quite smart, like like if you think about it, because because they'll all come out in two colors, and then when the one color one comes out, it'll suddenly look really really cool. Well, yeah. More so than if they all came out in one color and then one came out in two colors. If you see what I mean, it's kind of weird. But but yeah, that's probably that's my only problem with the the actual aesthetics. Really, I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, I'm sure they'll they will be able to do better, but at the moment, there's nothing I can see wrong with it. I mean. 
I hear the the D pad is maybe not in the best of positions like that. They might want to slightly adjust that. But, but I, I mean, how how often are you gonna need to be using the D pad really? Well, I mean, for for like a two D game, I mean, they 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 basically confirmed that they're making like a Super Mario World sequel on it in some fashion. Uh, yeah, so, but you manage uh, that. You you can play. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wait, oh no, wait, no, sorry, I'm talking shit. <laughs> you, you, well, you can play... play it with the nunchuck, but I would never ever want to. Well, I you mean... play the TD, the 2D section in Galaxy with the nunchuck, they're fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I have been beaten. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I but... think uh, I really want a white one. I know it's stupid, but I want, I want a 3DS in white. I think that'll look really nice. Fair enough. But back back to the original point, it was that the um, Hideki Kono uh, from Nintendo uh, actually said that they're not going to change the way that the 3DS looks between now and the release. Um, they said that the, wow. the the shape will remain the same. He doesn't say anything about the colours, but they did show. Obviously, uh, at E3 we saw the all black, the the black and cyan, and the black and red. But at the there was a purple one as well. Yes, there was that? a purple yeah. one, and there was an orange one. It's like a kind of goldy orangey colour. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that yet. I think it's strange that Nintendo would, I don't know, I think it's strange that Nintendo would release it in so many different colours at a launch. They usually go with two, don't they? I don't think they they would. I mean, when, back to the the original DS prototypes before, like the D, when we saw the DS at E3, before they changed it, they had loads of different colours of that, and then we ended up... Yeah, same for the Wii as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, you're every, right. Yeah, everyone's it, seen those we that we colour promotional picture. Yeah, the green one and, and the red me, one. I wanted yeah. the bloody red one. <laughs> yeah, I wanted the green one. But um, you know, but I mean, I'm sure by this time next year we can have as many cars as we possibly want of 3ds. Yeah, it'd be nice if they started doing more kind of more just sort of special edition ones. Like like I was looking, I was in game and I saw the saw a picture of the the Halo Reach Xbox and. And I don't give a toss about Halo, but I thought, you know, that, that actually looks pretty cool. Like, if I was into Halo, I would like that sort of stuff. And it, and it yeah. occurred to me that there's not a single special edition Wii that I know of. There's <laughs> not very many There's There's not a Monster Hunter 3 one. No, I think that's just a bundle with the... No, that was just like a bundle with the black Wii. I don't I, think it's actually oh, got Oh, you're any. right, you're right. You're, I mean, there's a couple of DS ones, like there's... There's that Zelda one and the Pikachu one. Oh, yeah, Zelda one's there. cool. And then... There's... The Pikachu one's pretty cool as well. Like it's all yellow and it's just got the oh, Pikachu. Oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And they, did, they did those weird ones. It was like Japan. It was like hot summer, whatever. And there's the there's at least there's definitely a, a Pokemon one, and I think there's a Final Fantasy one, and then there's the, the there's those Pokemon ones with the two um yeah with the legendaries on them yeah yeah the DS the, there's, there's a Kingdom Hearts uh, one as well. The there's a Mario there's a Mario one. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously just, and obviously you've got the Phoenix Wright one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh there you go. So yeah, so and yeah, I mean, and I'm sure I've seen more cases of that with DSIs, just like so they have definitely gone more cases, Phoenix, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if anyone got that, that was me. <laughs> but again, this is all in Japan. Like actually, in exactly. the UK, have they released any of them at all? I've got a Guitar Hero have. 1, a, the Zelda 1, Nintendogs 1, Mario 1. We didn't get the Zelda, Zelda 1. one. No, we didn't get the Zelda 1 over there's it. There's two yeah. Zelda ones. Two Zelda ones. One for Spirit... No. One. There's one for Phantom Hourglass, and then there's the, um, then there's the American one. Which and is also, the one, one, one must not forget the 
the more brain training red and black DS. Oh yeah, oh, I, God, yeah. A, I remember yeah. I, was, I was in Canada when that launched. And I, can, I remember looking at it and I was like, but this has nothing to do with brain training. The DS Fats had loads of them as well. Like a there was a blue uh, there was a blue DS Fat, and if you got with that with Nintendo, so wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, no. See, so so definitely they're obviously way more inclined to do it with handhelds. So yeah, exactly. What so well, makes more I mean, sense with handhelds because you're constantly carrying yeah. about with them, like whereas your console just kind of sits there. I just think yeah. they, they they could do so many cooler things. Like like imagine like uh, say they make Super Mario Galaxy 3DS and they put out. Uh, uh, a 3ds and they could make it like all kind of see-through with like leds that look like stars and stuff like that like <laughs> there's there's so many there's 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 so many cooler things they could are do. you just looking at that link that I posted in the skype chat <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, so, so, so what's that what, what, people what's who can't see this link it's a it's a black wii and it's got super mario galaxy written on it in glowing oh, letters yes. and a mario jumping out it's pretty cool obviously no that's amazing yeah no but um but yeah, whatever. And and they remember they remember when when they first showed it through and at the conference it looked like it was like backlit. At the yeah, ball. it looked like there was like an LEDs in the middle or something like it was like shiny. It was so cool. Yeah, it was. But it but no. It was a trick of the, it was but a trick it of the yeah. It was a trick. But um. It's a trick. So earlier we talked about we were going to try and do a tackle a kind of topic every week and today's topic we might as well start things simple giving this is the first episode and my idea was first to discuss what are each of our favourite handheld games were and why and I guess what you, what you think makes a good handheld game. Does that sound fair? Yeah. So is any any volunteers to go first then? Text not me. <laughs> Andrew. Me, okay. Yeah, Andrew, first. you first. Right, mm-hmm. so I guess my, my favourite handheld game would be uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the oh. old game. The, the game well, as the, the DX version obviously has the, all the extra shit, but um, yes, the original Game Boy Zelda came. It was the third Zelda, I think, fourth maybe. I'm not sure, but anyway, the, 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 this that game is. Uh, it blows my mind. It's it's one. It's it's not only my favourite handheld game. Ever, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Definitely, it's definitely there. Have, have either of you played it? No, I briefly played it. I got did not get very far in it. Yes, but, but um, I've not got very far in any of the two Zelda games. I mean, I like them. I just just for whatever reason, I've never had them in a sort of way that I, like if they put them all out on a DS cartridge, I would quite happily play through them all. But, yeah, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just not. It's not. I mean, there's no way to play Link's Awakening for me and. Well, besides emulation, which is still not convenient, and I guess virtual console is the only way for like Link to the Past or something. But so, well, I mean the, I mean I guess it's it's the whole thing. Like everyone's like, oh, Ocarina is the best Zelda, and it's obviously because they've played Ocarina before, the likes of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and even Majora's Mask. And I guess I kind of suffer from the same kind of symptom because Link's Awakening was the first Zelda game I played full stop. So, I don't know whether, I mean, I guess it's kind of a nostalgia thing, but I have played through it something like four or five times, 
and I still love it every single every single time. And it's it's good. It, it definitely is suited to the handheld to being a handheld game. Like, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you couldn't really. I mean, it it wouldn't make as much sense on a console. Not like Phantom Hourglass and. Uh, Spirit Tracks which just would not stand on it. They're just far too simple games to, to yeah. be full console games. Whereas, whereas um, Link's Awakening it has like it has the complexity of a good Zelda game. It's just that um, there's the area is much much smaller uh, than a general a general Zelda game, and it's 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 very compartmentalized, I guess. Like it. Although it's the same as all the other Zeldas and the, the whole open world thing, it very much feels like it's it, the, the game's cut into chunks. Like, you could play 20 minutes at a time and in each 20 minutes you will have done something which progresses you. Uh, which which obviously works for a handheld game. And it's just... I mean, I don't want to spoil anything about the ending, but um, it, it all works so well because you're in such a small world and you through the game it, you actually get to know every single npc like all the npcs are important people to the story as opposed to like they're not minor characters ran- yeah because because <laughs> the world is so small and there's there must only be about 12 or i mean 12 to 15 actual npcs they're all important so um it, it feels it's a it's a game it, it, it have more of a feel of being in a world where you're really a part of it and as opposed to like Ocarina of Time which just feels like lots of big for me anyway lots of big empty um, villages and towns without much soul to them mm. you get what I mean I, I'm not very good at explaining this I no no I can certainly see I mean <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess in a way like Twilight Princess is the same because it's very much like Ocarina but that doesn't bother me so much in Twilight Princess but yeah no, I could see how that would definitely be an advantage I mean isn't doesn't isn't Link's Awakening the one with like chain chomp in it and stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of there's like reference to all sorts of other Nintendo games. Like um, yeah. yeah, there's chain chomps in it. There's like Kirby's which will suck you up. There's um, when you go <laughs> underground, there's oh, uh, when you go underground, there's like a side scroll in Mario section where there's actual platforming. Like you, there's actually a jump button and you um, there's like Goombas and if you stomp on their heads, you, they give you hearts. So. <laughs> I see. I did get. I, did, I got decently far in it. Sh- Link's Awakening is also the only Zelda game with um with uh, a jump button as opposed to an automatic jump. Really? So, yes, because you actually one of the power ups you get is the Rock's Feather, which allows you to to jump, which I guess adds. I, I guess that adds a layer that other Zelda games don't have. Yeah, I definitely got that far. Well, no, wait. Do you get? I think sorry. I, I think you get the Rock's Feather in the the Capcom ones as well. Mhm. Yeah. But um, oh. no, really, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite handheld game, and that is why. Oh. So, Lewis, what about you? I don't think we need to. I think we can pretty much guess yours anyway. You think you can? Uh, I think so. Okay, on you go guess. One of the Phoenix Wrights. <sighs> probably, probably. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> See, I don't I know. Think I the mean, listeners could have guessed that, considering you have. We've already discussed the fact that you want to. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Right yet. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing that would come close would be Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I, I really so. am. Uh, what? Sorry. I said I guess so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, the thing about Pokemon is like, 
I played the damn games like so much, and I have so many good memories of Pokemon. And it really is, it's it's like a generation, like there's the Pokemon generation of people. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like the whole kind of culture of people just being in a playground and playing their Game Boys all day and swapping Pokemon and finding out these all these really cool things and like somebody discovers something. Missing no. Yeah, or somebody discovers <laughs> that, like I remember when like the first person in our school discovered like there's this whole sort of side quest in like Ruby where you could find like an R3 legendaries that nobody knew about. Like, all that's gone now because we're too old and the internet exists. Yeah. So, so none of this is a secret anymore. And, and that, it, that says, I really think, I know, it, it makes me sad thinking about, like, the fact that probably a lot of kids will never experience that. And in that sense, yeah. Pokemon's pretty amazing. But in terms of just a single sort of experience, probably... Um, it would probably have to be Phoenix Wright, uh, the third one, Trials and Tribbles. Oh, gosh, yes. Which is just, like, it is so amazing. And simply because, really? I mean, the Phoenix Wright games in general, they are, they're really good handheld games, not even so much in the way they're structured, but just because they're, um, just because you can save at any point, like, it's really clever the way they do that. And they're constantly repeating themselves in a way that's, you know, kind of the way like a teacher does, so that, you know, you think they're just stupid, but they actually just do it to drill it into your head. So yeah, they're yeah. all beating them themselves, um, so you don't forget things. I mean, it's still, the story is definitely complicated enough that if you don't play, if you stop halfway through a case and don't play it for ages, you won't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Usually still just pick it up. I mean, like, is the, the, just the way the cases are designed, they're... they're a really really great story like all together but also a really great story individually and not just individually in the case you know not just each individual case but also sort of within the case yeah and they even have, they, have, they have like save they have points for the game like yeah i mean they have chapters within chapters. yeah exactly exactly yeah and i mean those are again those are it's, it's not the sort of thing that you could get through in 20 minutes but definitely you know in a session you could get through a chapter that's usually how i play the games yeah, and you know it's forty minutes, maybe it depends on an hour, and it's just, uh, I, it's just, it's just such, they're they're so good, such good games because, like every every time a new one comes out, you think, you you know there will be like at least three cases that are just amazing, like they're just so well written, and they never ever seem to mess up, like they, and and it's just really kind of comforting to know that. That that can happen, like that that they know how to write them and they won't put out a bad case. Yeah, I mean some are better than others, obviously. And I mean, definitely, only, yeah. I mean, the only reason I like three the most is just because sheer fan service. Yeah, it is. I mean, basically, it's it's the end of the Phoenix Wright um, part of the saga of the, of the yeah of the Ace Attorney part and of the Ace Attorney series, sorry, and and it kind of ties up all these things together, and yeah. it's just and. Like just the last two cases are sort of so epic, and like they're by uh, far the, like the best sort of characterization and sort of like the most kind of emotionally attached to felt characters. Even though, you know, it's still the writing's still so funny and stuff like that, and uh, it's just it's it's hard to describe, and it re- it really is something that um I don't know. Some people just don't they just don't get into it, and yeah. But but if you if you really appreciate it, it's just amazing, like. Oh, yeah, Phoenix right. Fair enough. So, Chris, Chris, what about you then? Um, I'm going to be boring and say Pokemon, Pokemon Red or yeah. slash Blue. 
That's all self-explanatory, got, yeah. It's just got to be because it was the it was like the only game I played as a kid, and even <laughs> though I spent like an hour just like wandering around aimlessly, in fact, I spent more than an hour. I was just wandering around aimlessly, just looking for random stuff. Aimlessly, like, what you mean without your MacBook? Yeah. <laughs> uh, inside, jokes, inside jokes. <laughs> inside jokes, indeed. You guys, like, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's just it mean. I think it definitely. I think it's the game that means the most to me. If if you know what I mean, that's yeah, like the most. I definitely. I would probably kind of. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like we we are. Um, I mean, it's the same with Toy Story 3 that came out. We are, we're so lucky that, in a, like, our generation, we, Pokemon yeah, was okay. that thing at our time I mean, in our lives that was there. And it will, I mean, it was like, very much our generation, yeah. And like uh, Lewis said, there was no internet, well, yeah, exactly. apart from dodgy dial-up. And you could just, like, if you got stuck, you had to, it was like, ring up your friend, hi, I'm stuck on this bit. <laughs> and it Help, was, what do I do next? And, and it was, was like, the only game which everybody absolutely everybody <laughs> was into exactly yeah but like all the all the stuff that was related to pokemon the merchandise like pokemon cards i collected them all obsessively mm-hmm. um the tv show watched that like every night it was oh i love that show in fact it was every saturday morning i think and yeah oh yeah you like <laughs> little models little models and stuff like that just Brilliant, fantastic. You get to sit. In, you get to sit through Ant and Deck every every Saturday morning. Who at the time you thought were awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Wait, hey, Deck, I, I Pat, like Ant and Deck. Ant Deck and Cat <laughs> Dealey. Oh, Cat Dealey. Oh my. It's, it, it's just the whole kind of culture of like there was just so many secrets and the whole like the way rumors would spread like completely outlandish things and something like you know like the whole sort of Mew yeah behind you know that if you surfed and just the way that would spread and nobody knew if it was true or not yeah, yeah. nobody ever bothered like nobody ever bothered to check and <laughs> and things and, yeah. and it was just it's just such a because because pokemon's you know it's they, they did a really good job of hiding all sorts of stuff in it and you know yeah, you yeah, discover yeah. like a new item and yeah i mean it, it is really like a phenomenon in, it, in itself it's it's on oh, what about that thing you posted i mean there's so many good, good pokemon rumors but there was that one you posted on twitter Oh, it was yeah. a tiny cartridge, the Pokemon Black version or whatever. That was, that was so cool. Yeah, oh, that that is really cool. Yeah, I mean, apparently that's fake. Like, no, yeah. yeah, but it's still an awesome. It's the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that back in the day people would just make stuff up. It would say exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, exactly like that. That would be the sort of thing that if you did actually play it, that would have been like the most traumatizing thing that would yeah, ever happen right. to you. We 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 don't we won't explain it here, but seriously, go and look up. Go and look up. Um, Look yeah. up Tiny Cartridge, look for the... It's Pokemon Black version, whatever it's... I can't remember what the title of it was, but it's... Yeah, it's like, like super story. creepy Pokemon hack or something yeah, like that. Yeah, make sure you... Make sure you oh, is that like Ghost thing? Yeah, and scroll mm-hmm. down, they have uh, they have the, the MP3 of the Lavender Town music in it, and make <laughs> sure you're listening to like, it while oh you're reading God. it. <laughs> it's so, it's so sc- scary. Apparently, there's a group of hackers that are actually trying to... Make it. They are trying to make it in oh, Fire which is not quite the same, but... It's easier to hack than the old Pokemon games. Yeah. Like that, you can't actually. Yeah. But anyway. Well, so now yeah, that one is amazing. Now that we know everybody's. Well, um, yeah. Well, just, now that we know everybody's favorite, I mean, now now we can surely come to a conclusion uh, as to what makes a good handheld game. What do you think? <sighs> You've been doing a lot of that today. <laughs> conclusion. Story, story, story for me, it's got to be. You think? Uh, in fact, I love a good story in like a video game, but like Professor I, Layton, 
the second one, that's one of my favourite DS games. A boring choice, but I love it just because of the story. No, I mean, I would... It's like fantastic DS game, brilliant I would, story. I would agree, especially on the evidence we've we've just gone through. I mean, uh, yeah. Link's Awakening's probably the most story-heavy Zelda. Um, Pokemon games, although they have... A, it's not the most amazing story in the world that keeps you going. And yeah. Phoenix Wright, obviously, is all about the story. And you just said... Exactly. Professor Layton, but I think it definitely... They need to do games which are heavy on story. One thing they need to do is they need to do a good job of making sure you know where you are with it. And Professor Layton's always good at it. Like, every oh, time you start Layton, it up, yeah. it'll say, okay, here's what's happened the last... Yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, de- portable games which are which do that kind of thing are definitely high up on the list, I'd say. Yeah. I think I, I love why I, I have trouble reading, like, reading books and stuff. Like, I can't... I have my eyes to have trouble focusing on the page and keeping my brain like on one thing, which is why I love and I love, but I love reading and stuff like that. I just have trouble reading like um, stuff like that. You should get and, some glasses. Uh, no, it's not. It's not my eyesight. It's just my mind. A weird thing with my You're mind. You're saying you have a short but, attention span. No, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. What? What was the question? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Which is um, why scrolling text is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I'd rather I'd rather play through a good storyline on a game than. That's why I love the Phoenix Wright games because it's story, but it's also giving me something else to concentrate on. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of weird because, like, if it's a DS game, because you because you know it loads up much faster and you know it's really you don't have to sort of sit down and turn on the TV and find yeah. your controller. Yeah. It's because like you know if I was to, if I was playing Phoenix Wright on 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 the Wii or something. I would probably, you know, it'd be, it would be, it's just so much more of a hassle. Yeah, I agree. Well, I've got on Wii on, on DS and I, I switch my Wii on and remotes and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like you almost don't feel that it's worth, uh, and, it's worth yeah. it just, just to sort of read stuff for half an hour. Like well, if you're, yeah. if you're going to play a console game, you feel like, right, I'm going to yeah, spend exactly, at least, you've, you've set yourself at least, up. you know, 40 minutes on this and I want to actually be doing something. Yeah. That's, like, like that's, you know, like. That's why people hate, well, some a lot of people hate, like, you know, like MGS4, where you could literally, you know, turn on the game and watch a cutscene and turn off the game, in some cases. Yeah, so I mean, and like, uh, on a, on, so what you're saying is on a console game, you're kind of getting yourself into the zone and preparing yourself to play something, so you want something that's going to take up your full attention, it's going to be, whereas I would say that on a handheld game, the, the best handheld games are more kind of relaxed experiences. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Although there is, there are the kind of Bangayo uh, spirits or whatever. I mean, the best. And the portable Mario's are really good as well. Yeah, but I mean, they're not. I mean, Mario's they're not exactly the most intensive things in the world. And no. I mean, the ones we've gone through, like um, Zelda, obviously, and Pokemon and Phoenix Wright, they don't exactly require a lot of Twitch kind of skill no, exactly. just kind of yeah i mean i mean as, yeah. I mean, as far as i'm concerned those are the best kind of games that i mean obviously we're not we're, it doesn't necessarily have to be easy but but yeah something which games which have a more kind of relaxed atmosphere that you can kind of come into then uh, get out of and yeah don't require like a hundred percent like hardcore attention you know what yeah I mean? exactly i mean you're right i mean the combat in portable zelda is always way way more simple yeah or at least a lot easier definitely than than in yeah console games for the most part yeah and and yeah for, for the exact same reason yeah yeah so so there you go so that's that's a good point as well like just uh, and i've just been playing the game on a handheld so like so much better because i'm playing downstairs i'm play. you're not tied to a one room are you like 
like car journeys, train exactly. journeys. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. My last thing as far as handheld games go is I I play probably I probably play more multiplayer on handheld consoles than I do. Oh yeah, definitely on, yeah. Which I, I which seems strange in the, the the days of online multiplayer, but I think the best multiplayer experiences I've had have been on handheld games, be it Mario Kart, Mario yes, Kart be it Pokemon. Eight player, brilliant. Yeah, stuff. exactly. So. It's kind of weird because definitely before online gaming, yes, not so much now, but but well, yeah, it definitely always seemed to be that like when it's just it's just you know it just seems more likely that you'll see a friend when you both have a DS rather than you'll see them when you have a console. Yeah, because you're going you're both going to be somewhere away from. <laughs> yeah, your exactly. Console. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely before online gaming, yeah, I would say I play, I played. I mean, I hardly ever played multiplayer gaming before then because I had no friends and uh, <laughs> fail. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, you know, it's not. It's it's not. No, so the joke easy. is he still has no friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But um, yeah, that that's a good point actually. So um, so that, that pretty much wraps us up. So um, listeners, if you want, if you would like to send us your favorite handheld game and why, make sure and. Uh, comment on the blog which is three at the moment it is 3dscast.tk I think or you can go <laughs> I can hear somebody I can hear somebody googling that at the moment or you can go to 3dscast.blogspot.com uh, does it does it does it work can we confirm it <laughs> yeah c- confirmed oh my god there <laughs> we go so, you can see how organized we are so three uh, and make sure you check out the sec- make sure you check out the second article for beds migrating <laughs> no, in portuguese so there's some some lovely uh, portuguese placeholder stuff up there just now but it will be filled with content by the time we're into the 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 whatever of this podcast so if you you know yeah. but definitely if you want to send us a, your favorite uh, handheld games and why make sure to comment there on the blog there or we'd also like to hear what you think makes a a good uh, handheld game and we'll come back to it we'll come back to that next week with your suggestions um other stuff so we, yeah, we've obviously just announced the the blog which is where you've got this podcast from so i guess you already probably know it anyway um <laughs> But um, unless they go through iTunes, can unless you do go through iTunes, hopefully it appears there. Unlike uh, a certain other podcasts that we do, which has been kind of the iTunes feed's been a bit temperamental recently. But um, yeah, you can find us on that other podcast if you want that. That podcast is called Super Mega Podcast Bros. It's uh, smpbros.com if you want to look that up. But um, if you want to keep up to date with us outside of this podcast, you can do so on Twitter. Um, you can find me at twitter.com/slash/backgroundsound. What about you, Chris? Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Chris with two S's underscore 11. Um, uh, and you, Liz? Uh, Twitter.com slash The Luma. Um, damn right. So, um, so yeah, that's the basic. That's the first episode of the DDDS cast. I think we've done a good job. <laughs> I just realised, like, Chris, you were saying you, you, you want it to be known as Meta Knight. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. This is Meta Knight signing off. <laughs> <laughs> does, that mean that, does that mean that Lewis gets to be DDD then? Oh yeah, no, yeah. No, no you have to be D D D. Your D D D. Your king. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to be Kirby necessarily. I think. I'll, have to think of, I'll think of something for next week. I think. I, I don't think we need to be the Kirby fan fiction podcast to be honest. No. And anyway, we suck. Like, yeah, it's like an entire podcast. Of just <laughs> That's how Kirby we should talk. start off, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, so it is right. Next time we're we're gonna have the whole high thing. Um, 
<laughs> oh my goodness! Why did I you not think of that? Our podcast of like, hi, punch, punch, right. oh, oh, punch. Isn't there like? I'm sure there's a video on YouTube. It's like Kirby says hi for ten minutes and forty nine seconds. I'm gonna find it, <laughs> and that is literally what it is. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that we'll 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 definitely we'll see oh, how it goes. We'll, sure. yeah improve as we move on i guess kevin says hi for five minutes and get falco punch yeah that's the one that's the one <laughs> Check that out. but um so thanks for joining me guys goodbye and thank thanks you for listening see you later Yes,